0: One of the key things is that it has such a low total oxidation number to it. And that number that we test, again, is in the final product, the product you test, which looks very different from the numbers we get from, from some brands. And like when they have the crude oil, like that's the the, the, the the stuff they put up on their website. Because the process from actually distilling and capsulation and packaging and so on, that's where it often goes wrong. So obviously, you've got to start the highest quality of fish possible.
1: have opinions. Just don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Self-love is really about self-respect and acceptance. Welcome to the Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of Real Everything. Before we get started, a reminder, this podcast is for general educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose, advise, or treat any physical or mental illness. We always recommend that you see a licensed health professional accordingly. This week, we are taking an updated look at a topic we have explored before in order to update the science and also learn more to make the best choices for our own needs. And specifically, since our last fish oil show, I have been seeing so much anti-fish marketing in recent years. I think it started with A Netflix documentary which we debunked, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you for that. But I want to talk about what is the truth in all of this. Is the harm actually causing problems to the earth? How can we as consumers make sure that we're taking a supplement that's tested for contaminants and not oxidized oils? And does it have the potential to cause more harm than good overall? Or is the science and support of saying fish oil is still recommended and good for your health. So joining me today to talk about all of these things is expert in all things omega-3, Oliver Amdrup Chambi. I'm um, did I say your name correctly? I just Chambi.
0: Hey, you got it right. You got a mix Excellent. of Danish and French and everything in there. So it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah.
1: So Oliver is CEO of Puree Supplements, and I came to find Peori in a search for quality fish oil. So I'm excited to hear more about your background and what brought you to bring this to market and why it's different. But more than that, I think there's a lot of information that we can help consumers understand that you as you went down this journey learned. So can you tell us a little more about yourself and your background that led you to this passion?
0: Totally. Yeah. And, and thank you for having me. But I think, first off, I'm a consumer. So I feel it's, I felt it was equally confusing to begin with. That's for sure. And like my journey into like health and wellness in general started when I was studying. So I was studying something as interesting as just as international business, but my passion was in health and wellness. So I was always like, I was a personal trainer. I ended up starting a, a CrossFit gym. This it was one of the first CrossFit in Europe, ended up working for CrossFit as their director of Europe and uh, Middle East and Africa. So I spent a lot of time in that regard, built a business around that. But my passion at the time was always around just like preventative health and healthy living and what we saw in the gym. So we became very interested in omega-3, omega-6 fatty acid balance back in like 2008 or seven or something like that. It was really like probably not the... The most interesting topic for uh, at that time, like a 20-year-old that was into health and wellness and exploring this, but we found that it was pretty interesting that with the literature we were investigating into, you are seeing a diet that was skewing heavier and heavier on omega-6s generally from what we were seeing of how we're consuming, which is more pro-inflammatory compared to a diet maybe rich in omega-3 fatty acids that are more anti-inflammatory. But we were seeing a lot of people like having different issues, joint issues, different things. So we, we were just playing around basically as consumers. And then we started working with some doctors and they were just, they all had the same kind of message to us, which was uh, pretty interesting, which was the beginning of the brand. And that was for me and my co-founder, Julius. We were talking to them, they just, they had one thing. If you start to consume like a fish oil product or something, just make sure it's pure and clean. That was their own, like, because you can have like heavy metals and Dioxins and similar in fish oil. So if you start to consume that, make sure it's pure and clean. And we were like, the consumers, are. Well. that makes sense. How do we measure that pure and clean? That must be a data point, a parts per billion of something like mercury, lead, different things. So we start like going out to the brands and ask, hey, we need a, a good quality fish oil. What's your parts uh, per billion of mercury in this batch? And they were like, what? We couldn't get any answers. We went to pharmacies. We called like brands up. We wrote emails, we went to uh, health stores here. This is back in Denmark, called Megan, Denmark, and that area, and we were like, "That's pretty interesting." That everybody that we were getting advice from, whether it was like if you read the book, uh, Doctor Barry Sears had written a book Omega Three, uh, uh, a book on Omega Three fatty acids, and he was like, it "Just make sure that this is pure, and you can see that it get, it has to, you had to avoid these contaminants and so on." Um, so we felt there was something missing, um, and then at first we thought maybe we can just purchase an existing product. Uh, throw it through a lab ourselves, see what it looks like. And then we feel good about taking it ourselves. but also like recommending it in the gym as a personal trainer and so on for other people that were looking for it. Uh, and then we, fairly nerdy as we were, like started to to dive into it and understand what it was and one led to the other and finally we were like, should we sell our apartments and buy a batch of fish all uh, And yeah, that's how we got started. So that's uh, the, the starting point. So it's always about that passion for the yeah for the environmental toxin side of it but obviously the other side i say there's normally two things you want to be aware of when you talk omega-3 fatty acids uh, or you talk supplementation in general it is one you gotta have an active ingredient that is evidently based to give you a result right like you gotta deliver something because there's no fun in chewing a capsule or swallowing pills in any way and two it gotta make sure that it's pure like based on data pure so you're not like building up contaminants that will stall in your body over time or any other things that you might concentrate out of working with natural ingredients and concentrating them. So so those were our two key things that we went into and that's what we wanted to build the brand on.
1: I think it's fascinating that it started outside of the US because I always talk here about how the supplement industry in the US lacks any sort of regulation. And I always think of Europe is not perfect, but doing much better as it comes to banning ingredients and screening things that are affecting humans. And so there you are still in Europe trying to find heavy metal disclosure and not able to do it. And it's, it is interesting that something that I think we know about at least now, maybe not in 2002, 2007 and eight, only us nerds were thinking of those things back mm-hmm. then. But now it is well-known by most people that there is contaminants in fish, right? I We heard so often as a woman who was pregnant several times, it was like, don't eat too much fish or these kinds of fish because mercury, blah, blah, blah. So we've known it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yet there's not a requirement to test for these things if you're taking a supplement and basically infusing your body with a flood of this to help with inflammation but then the science was showing also benefits short term but then potential not benefits long term and what really was found is that was because of the oxidation and some of the contaminants that were in the fish oil right like you got the the benefit short term but then long term as you said it was building up and and causing problems and so i did want to revisit some of the newer science since that show and it is important, I think, to remember that while we're talking about supplements, all of this needs to be discussed with a doctor. And I think for me, what brought me to this journey and being passionate about it again was because a doctor was looking at my blood tests and saying, like, hey, you should take a fish oil. And I'm like, I already am taking an omega-3 mm-hmm. supplement. Like, and wow. it's not. And it wasn't helping the way that it needed to. And so in doing testing, I think it's really important that you will find whether or not the product that you're taking is, to your point, both effective and safe, right? We want Mm -hmm. both of those things. So when we're looking at the scientific studies, it's very difficult as just a layperson to know exactly what the quality of these products were. That yeah. said, the science is overwhelming in favor of the benefits of omega-3, right? I was looking at multiple scientific articles. So, for example, in one, there was a randomized controlled trial that found omega-3 supplementation reduced the negative adjuvant therapy side effects so of breast cancer survivors, but really probably would apply to any cancer. They take a medication after their treatment, which causes negative side effects. And they found that omega-3 supplementation was helping reduce those side effects, which is awesome to see and makes sense to me because it was probably inflammation related. And so we're seeing this offset from omega-3 supplementation. And in 2021, there was a randomized control trial that found omega-3 supplementation improved the levels of several parameters, um, specifically of COVID-19 patients. So where we think about COVID-19 being a inflammatory trigger in the body, they were able to give people with acute hospitalization, strong flood of omega-3s and saw a reduction in inflammation which is awesome to see that this is something that they're doing in hospitals, right? Like they're not just using prescription medication, but they're also considering things like omega-3s. And we know that they were looking at vitamin D and a bunch of other things in patients who were having negative health effects from COVID-19. And I know from my perspective, I have long haulers and had a really hard time with that. And one of the things that I did was trying to get rid of inflammation was taking omega-3s and why I'm working with a doctor who said, maybe you need to take a different one because it's not working. And I'll link to a few others listeners, in the show notes because we're looking at additional benefits of studies of things like reducing risk of cancer, reducing all-cause mortality by 15 to 18 percent. These are really strong, serious scientific studies, though it is not a panacea. Like all things in life, there is not a magic pill that you can take to generate Complete removal of genetic predisposition, racial disparities, lifestyle choices, lack of movement, smoking, alcohol consumption, right? All these things are going to lead to more negative health outcome, and you can't just take a pill to solve for those things. But I did find what was interesting that in 2021, there was a double-blind randomized control trial of over 25,000 people. That showed there was no difference in atrial fibrillation with either omega3 or vitamin D supplementation. I was surprised to see that because there's so much um positive results as it relates to heart health. But then I was looking at, again, the quality of the supplements and all of those kinds of things. I don't know. I'll put a link in there. But all of that to say is you just can't pop a pill to undo any risk factors for heart or other diseases because to fully confuse us on the other side of that, because I was like, this doesn't seem right. Let me keep looking. There was another meta-analysis from late 2020 and 2021 with nearly 300,000 combined patients showing cardiovascular disease, and I'm quoting the study here, remains the leading cause of death worldwide supplementation with EPA and DHA is an effective lifestyle strategy for CVD heart disease prevention and the protective effect probably increases with dosage and another study that said omega-3 reduced cardiovascular mortality and improved cardiovascular outcomes so from my perspective i'm looking at all of these things and sometimes it's not as straightforward as it seems right a doctor telling us Eat more fish and then you're pregnant, and they say, Don't eat fish. And then you think it's good for your heart, and then they say it's not good for your heart. So that's why I'm excited to dive into a lot of this today. I'm curious, Oliver, because these are, I guess, they're international studies, right? But I know a lot of this is very US based, like what you're seeing as an international business and some of the, um, news or science that's coming out in Europe, does it mirror a lot of the kind of updates that we're seeing here on the U.S. side?
0: It does. And and, and to your point before, I think there's, what we try to look at in our science team especially is like the amount of positive st- studies in a direction. So sometimes one study comes out and points in one direction and you know, maybe even though it can look on paper like a, a good uh, randomized trial study and so on. Like we're a little hesitant. We're not the first movers on new ingredients or, or so on. We want to wait actually till we have like a lot of different studies and a lot of different populations and direction pointing in the same direction. So so that's our route to to, to doing it. And yeah, we believe more in virtuosity of the ingredients than running with the newest, let's say, hot ingredient and so on. So again, back to the point of we made before, Europe definitely has a, 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 a strong set of let's say authorities in the EFSA and the way that you're allowed to market, the way you're allowed to do certain things. But still we're not, we're not even and in Denmark actually I'll, I'll make an extra point to that because Denmark is even more into it than the European regulation. So we actually have a, a food, our health food authorities, they actually come visit us once or twice a year. So they have a, a supplement unit that stops by our office once, or twice a year. And they don't know enough about, let's say environmental contaminants and so on. That's not really what's on the radar yet. Like even though we know it it will be coming and we sincerely believe that it will be regulated at some point as part of what our brand is actually pushing towards with the Clean Label project and other nonprofits. But that being said, they come and they look at, they go through all our website, every social media channel, how are we marketing? Are we trying to mislead anybody or, or promising something? Uh, that we probably shouldn't promise and so on. So they are way more attentive and they have a set of, of rules to, to follow. So, and um, we still work with them and try to say, hey, you guys, you got to go one step deeper. Maybe we can get like real actual land data going. And, and there is organizations uh, in on this side of, uh, of the ocean as well that are like similar to the CleanAble project that we're probably also going to talk a little bit about later on that does these either uh, category studies of a certain area where they say there's high risk of contamination or just generally like consumer watchdogs that goes out. And we see that over here as well. And they do a good job also trying to share some data and put some focus on this because that's what it requires. Because honestly, the issue is unfortunately right now that the brands, they don't really know. And I think that one of the best examples I have is from the Clean Label Project study back in 2018 on protein powders. So a different category. They did 130 plus protein powders in the U.S., which is a Fairly significant kind of portfolio of throwing through chemistry labs and testing for different things. But I thought one remarkable finding was out of the brands that was like promoting on their label, they had BPA free product. Like I said, BPA free. 60% of those brands had BPA in them. My point is not they like they were trying to mislead people putting something on the label. They probably thought if we buy BPA free packaging, fish oil should be BPA free, right? So let's just write that on the label. So it's, unfortunately, still more of an education and a level of testing. We believe in the documents we get. And if it's like, this is what the government is uh, requiring us to live up to, that's fine. Why go that next step uh, deeper? Um, and that's what we're trying to put some attention on because we've seen, and that's also, and even more so like organizations like the Clean Able Project and some of the consumer councils we have over here as well. Like that's what they're trying to put some focus on. Like there is areas of high risk of contamination and in my point, again, back to the comment before, it seems so crazy that you say, oh, watch out, you're pregnant to eat fish because it could be contaminated. But then give me the freaking data, right? Like, it, like, like, how do I know if that, like, you can't just say, because like, honestly, in general fish and omega-3s are good for you as well mm-hmm. in that phase of your life. So it, it's actually really beneficial. So it's it's a hard one. I feel it's, it's super hard to control and it's hard to provide a fixed solution. Supplements, I feel it might be, little easier than, let's say, fresh fish in the counter of a, a store. But at least you can do something around the areas of fishing and saying, okay, we've tested this area. The average fish looks like this. And, and thus provide some uh, peace, peace of mind to consumer at the end of the day.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by ButcherBox, who are offering their best deal of the year. And for the first time... Customers can choose which steak they get free for a year. We have loved using ButcherBox for years. With four teenagers and inflation, our grocery bills would have been hit hard. But with their deals, we're able to count on protein that keeps everyone satiated without constantly running to the store. It is my one-stop solution for saving time and money year-round while supporting sustainability and ethical animal treatment. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones, 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, great-free, and wild-caught seafood, which means health-promoting benefits like conjugated linoleic acid and healthy omega-3 fatty acids. Always shipped for free, frozen, right to your door in an eco-friendly, 100% recyclable box. They're a certified B Corp focused on quality for you, the animal, and the planet. No worrying about finding the right things at the picked over stressful, busy stores this season because they have exactly what you need delivered to your door, all at amazing values delivered right to your doorstep. It seriously feels like magic without needing to do a thing. You can choose from a variety of box plan options, including your own custom option, which is what we do. We change things up seasonally. And if it's been a while since you've given it a try, or if it's your first time, I am confident you will be impressed with lots of new options. And this deal is too good to pass up. This Black Friday, your search for amazing deals on high quality protein ends with ButcherBox. They're offering the best deal of the year. Choose your free steak for a year. Choose between two New York strip steaks, filet mignons, or ribeye to get free in every box for a whole year when you join. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash whole view and use code whole view to choose your free steak for a year and get $20 off. That's butcherbox.com slash whole view and use code whole view to get this special Black Friday deal plus $20 off. You can literally have a date night at home for free every month with this deal. I hope you take advantage. That makes sense. And I think we recently actually had a guest on who talked about she was the head of a testing lab and shared a lot about the labs, right? Yeah. The head of the supplement industry's often shady practices, where I would like to agree with you that 60% of those brands didn't intentionally deceive consumers with a BPA label. And yet at the same time, it's not that difficult to test a batch, right? No, and to no. see what is in something. And I think that's where as a consumer, it becomes, I joke, like you need a PhD in chemistry and label reading in order mm-hmm. to you know, know what you're getting into. And it's just not fair when people are spending a lot of money on supplements. And as you said, it's not enjoyable to take. We're going to talk about like my avoidance of omega-3. Um, Because of just it not being enjoyable. But I wonder, like, what does that testing process look like? Like, I know that you used to do testing differently. And now you do what you call full transparency testing on products. And you partner with, as you mentioned, the Clean Label Project to meet their particular standards. Can you help us understand what some of that stuff means. Like when we hear a term, break that down for us. What does it actually mean as it comes to testing on supplements?
0: Yeah, no, it's a tough one. And you probably see like the third party tested or something like that on the label, which again doesn't really say about how much or what or so on. When many times when I see brands doing it, this they're doing one test on something and, and that might not be really be the one. So in general, um and I'm sorry, I'm not gonna make it super easy anyway. So it's still gonna be a little confusing. But I'll I'll try my best in general, like on, let's take fish oil. Now we're talking omega-3 fatty acids. There is the contaminant side of it, whether it's the types of contaminants we find in the oceans that can be added uh, through the production facility, all of these different things. So I think the goal is to move from most brands do like a certificate of analysis and like a small test in the first kind of raw material that I get access to. But then there's a processing. There's like in fish oil, you want to make sure, like back to your story of how not all fish oils are very pleasant. It's often because of oxidation. And that oxidation doesn't necessarily just come from the fish. It comes from how that fish and the fish oil was treated all the way through the supply chain until it ended in that capsule, where you want to minimize the amount of oxygen exposure. That's a data point at one point. So you can actually measure And back to my comment on environmental contaminants is that data point should be measured in the finished goods, like in the final consumer product. And that's what we have with like the CleanAble project. And we also work with IFAS, International Fish Oil Standards uh, on that specific product. But testing finished goods is where also we, unfortunately, sometimes learn something as manufacturers. Uh, And there's an, an array of different things that you want to test for. And that's where I don't want to make it too complicated, but there's... There's the thing we find in nature, there's the man-made chemicals, and there's all the stuff that runs through processing, basically. Those are the things. But again, it's actually, it can be fairly easy for the consumer because if the brand tests for all of this in the final product, if they use something like the Transparency Project with CleanAble Project, they have that credibility or that data point that they can go in and look. And it, you can see there is an actual set of measurements on every single analyst that they're testing. And then there is the actual sample of, of what's that show. And I don't believe, and I can show tell you from the data of our QR codes because we have QR codes on every single batch of every single product, and it's not a lot that's scanning them. But when you do scan them and, like, let's say, the people that might are influential in your life scan, then it could be the doctor, the the personal trainer, the nutritionist, the, like anybody that uh, are interested in it, they, scan. they find this data and they talk about the ecstasy. This is really powerful. It's creating that foundation of transparency and trust, basically. So that's where we want third-party testing to go. And eventually we don't want the CleanAble project to do it. We want it to be regulated by the government, just like there's other uh, things that you need to follow. So it's not, as you said, it is this, like, if we just start with the high risk of contamination, let's say we're now going into all the details and trying to mm-hmm. look for what are all the different things that come because we want to map it out. We want to understand the areas of the world of where we are whether we're sourcing peas or fish or, or soil, even like like like, where is the purest? Like, what are we seeing in in that area? But uh, if we just go back to it, like for fish, let's start with like like the things we do know, like the heavy metals. Like that'll be a very good starting point. Maybe PCBs and dioxins, something like that, a, a group of chemicals, basically. If we start at that, it's a really good starting point. And then oxidation—that's quality perspective of the oil—is it fresh? But to your point, sometimes when we test oils, they're like or the rancid, and sometimes you don't even need a lab. You can just chew in a capsule and if it really is horrible, fishy, then there's a good chance that it is rancid, right? And it's already, but the, the reason why I say it's a good indication, it's not the 100% fix because some brands are using a lot of things to hide it. And we're also seeing, we also seen, we saw a tendency suddenly to coat capsules. So you didn't dissolve as fast, you dissolve all the way down to intestines instead. So you didn't have the same fish burp. But like really, like, do I want to eat nail polish every single day on that capsule? No, I don't, right? So, so we a good way is to chew a capsule. Actually, have food nearby because it's like with any oil. Like, if you take a spoon of olive oil, as well, it can be really harsh in your throat, right? And the same of fish oil can. So, but if you chew it and you feel, mm, and I can eat some food right after and the taste disappears, it often isn't rancid. So it it gotta remove quick quickly because that's how our own sensory. Was made like we wouldn't go to a sushi restaurant and eat like super smelly fish on our plate or super rancid tasting fish. We wouldn't, right? And and the same yeah, could be said about the fish oil if it's not too uh, dilute with different things in it to make it less.
1: I think it's interesting as people who are educated on this, it might seem obvious to us to what an oxidized oil smells like or looks like, right? But to listeners, if anything ever seems off, it is not worth trying to find out by consuming whatever it is right no, like no just like you said if i'm if i go to like a sushi place or if i like to get oysters when i travel because i like the zinc and if it comes and it's something's off i'm like yeah. nope not no. worth it. i don't want to get sick when i'm traveling don't, right? don't
0: do it Yeah. <laughs>
1: so if oils seem cloudy if they seem stinky if just something anything seems not right it probably isn't like listen to your instincts your biology has evolved to tell you oh this doesn't seem right because if you were in the wild you would need to be careful with that stuff so do the same thing even though you might have bought something like reach out to that brand and return it if you're like you know what i took three of these pills and i had some weird fish burps and the oil seems cloudy Return it like because they need to also be aware that they're selling a product that is not performing the way that they want it to perform. Because I would like to think that brands do have an interest in having someone feel good about their product as a result, right? Like, I'm going to continue to take a product when I see results from it. So I'm going to keep buying that brand. So there is a vested interest from. That perspective for a brand to do right. I think I am curious to know to hear you say that the oxidation increases likelihood of fish oil burps. So, a little side about me I don't have a gallbladder. Years and years Mm -hmm. ago, before my health journey, still eating gluten, lost my gallbladder, not lost it. I know where it went. And so, I have a really difficult time digesting foods in the morning because I don't have, like everybody else, Stomach acid built up overnight. And I have to ease into what I consume in the morning to let my stomach acid come back. And taking supplements in the morning is a nightmare for me because my body is like immediately flooded with things and it's like, whoa, we're not ready for that. Was shocked. I, I like, I'm not kidding you. And I I know that you represent the brand. This is not me sucking up to you. I was shocked that I took. I have like both the omega 3 separate and the like a packet that is made by Puri that has like, I don't even remember. I think it's vitamin D and magnesium as well as omega 3.
0: It's spot on. Yeah.
1: I took both of those in the morning on an empty stomach and had zero issues. No fish oil burps, no digestive issues. Now I try not to do that regularly, right? I try to Mm -hmm. have breakfast and then go back and take them. But if, I'm like going to have a busy day. I'm not going to be home. I'm going to do whatever. Then I'll take them. I what why help me understand like, why I said not bothering me and everything else does, because I truly was like, this is the Oh, I've taken so many different fish oils. I'm so many different and I don't understand. So it is what I'm understanding that is partially because all of the other ones had some sort of oxidation
0: like, like, obviously I can't talk for for all, but I yeah. think one of the key things is that it has such a low total oxidation number to it. And that number that we test again is in the final product, the product you test, which looks very different from the numbers we yeah. get from, from some brands. And like when they have the crude oil, like that's the the, the, the that stuff they put up on the website because the process from actually distilling and encapsulation and packaging and so on, that's where it often goes wrong. So, Obviously, you got to start the highest quality of fish possible, and in, in, in the fishery we use actually do the first press on the boat. Like they keep them either fresh and alive until they press it, or they do it on on, on a boat. So it's a very like they they want to minimize the opportunity of oxygen uh, getting into that product. Then, uh, yeah, through the process, especially of capsulation, you got to be really certain, and that's why again, if you test, we always test, uh, and sometimes we've also seen some batches of product that didn't have really good numbers. But again, since we do the transparency project and test every single batch of every single product at the end of the journey, as it comes picked off our warehouse as well, we also have a little bit of like of, of break then into the uh, equation because that's actually one of the things we are struggling with sometimes is like shipping to, let's say, Texas in the hot summer month, then the UPS, uh, maybe leave it outside and even though it's packed uh, so it doesn't get sunlight, you can still get really warm, right? So. There's obviously things you could do about that. We're playing a little bit with different things, but but if you think about that, there's so many opportunities for it to go wrong along the road. And and if you if most people don't test at the end of the journey of that product, if it is actually fresh, then like my certainty is when we work with contract manufacturers, there's no way to hide. There's no like it's the end product. We're we're not relying on that data, so they gotta deliver. And we have set some goals where we want to go to. In these numbers, and these numbers goes up pretty quickly. So I think like oxidation is a really high increased curve when you get into it. Also, why liquid fish oil is really hard to do. And another story, because obviously when you open it at home, you get oxygen into the to to the oil. So it, it might be easier to pack the first oil. If you're consuming this over 30 days, the chances that the oxidation level has like quadrupled at least over that period of time, which is like where it starts to get unstable. You need to really drink it quickly to not avoid that. That's a separate line. So I think it's really, again, it's coming back to virtuosity along the way of minimizing oxygen exposure, starting with the highest quality uh, fish possible. We go with the smallest fish we can't possibly source, like anchovies, sardines, and so on. And and then from there on, it's how good are the different manufacturers out there to actually deliver that fresh oil at the end of the line. That's what we're looking at.
1: I could not help but when you said like swig, the fish oil back quickly, like literal body shivers. I think I'm going to be realistic. Like as much as there are things that I know will improve my health, sometimes mm-hmm. just like nope, that's not worth it. Right, that's a decision that I am choosing to avoid. And taking straight fish oil from a bottle is one of those areas where I'm going to draw a line. I, I also have a son who's neurodivergent, whose pediatrician recommended that he take omega-3 supplementation. And it was impossible to find one that was both high quality as that he was willing to take because mm-hmm. it's gross. Right. And as a child, mm-hmm. like oh. he, he would describe a fish oil burp for me. He didn't know that's what it was called, but he would be like, I don't like the way my mouth feels after I take this. I'd be like, okay. So then he didn't want to take it anymore. And really something is only as good as your willingness to want to participate in it, to be consistent with it. And if it is doctor recommended, like then it is even more important to find that path. And for us, both myself and my son who had these recommendations, like we didn't, we ended up just not taking them consistently Mm -hmm. because we couldn't find one that worked. So I think When we think about kind of doctor recommended and we've been talking a lot about omega-3s versus fish oil, like, are they the same thing? What are they different? And why is it even recommended for health? So we've talked about it being anti-inflammatory, but I think being able to talk about the performance that you mentioned when it comes to specifically DHA, EPA, and ALA, that can be pretty confusing for people, Mm -hmm. I think. As mothers, we're familiar with DHA and EPA because they talk about it being really important for our babies to consume. And if you're using formula, right, it's on there, different things like that. But I'm curious how it plays into as adults, as teenagers, as whatever might be recommended or you're looking to take for yourself. How does fish oil versus omega 3? factor into
0: that decision? I think yeah. I think to start just explaining the like uh, fish oil is an omega-3, but there's different types of omega-3s. So there's uh, the, the long form, long chain omega-3 fatty acids. That's often the one that comes from animal and, and fish is by far the one that has the most if you look at it uh, per, you know, the gram of, of fat. Uh, and then there's the short form, which is the ALA that comes from plants often, the walnuts, the flax seeds and, and so on. So the the shelf, unfortunately, and and the literature here is a little bit pointing in different directions. But in in general, like it's harder to convert that into your body to something your body can readily absorb. So it has to be actually converted into EPAs and long forms for the body to really absorb it. So again, if you look at you know, the amount you need to take in from plant is often higher and it's harder to convert. So 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 that's one thing. That's why the fish oil is just a a, a powerful way. The dream is that we could get like several days a week, wild caught fish uh, from the ocean, fatty fish that has the high amount to so get that potent dose. I'm thinking two, two grams of omega-3 fatty acids a day, maybe even four or something uh, in, in time. So it's a fairly high dose. And even if you had like another route that you're hearing more and more, is that, oh, there's omega-3 in grass-fed beef as well. and And that's true. There is definitely, and, and I'm a firm believer that wild and grass-fed and so on is, 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 is superior also when you look at the data compared to, to, to very farm beef compared to it, because again of the ratios of omega-3s versus omega six. But the amount you're still getting, even in a super healthy, wild-living cow, let's say that, that is walking around and you get like a, a steak from that, it's just really low compared to fish. So, so if you want that higher dose, that's where fish oil is probably superior. And when we also look at it, we're so interested in, the say, LTOs oils and so on and see so other things you can play with where you can get this type of oil in it. And right now it's more the, the term, and I think that will change over the next maybe 10 years, but the amount of LTO oil you can get for the price to get about like a potent dose of EPA, GHA is still, it becomes really expensive. So that will change as we get better at doing that. And, and that means for us as a brand, we would totally say, okay, if that's the case, we can big. Quality product that's fresh and all the same kind of metrics that is pure. We would definitely go in that route too if it were really, let's say, more sustainable and better for the planet, better for us as human beings. And again, uh, at the price point, if you wanted two to four grams of uh, omega three fatty acids from a supplement, it would be really pricey, and you would actually have to you cut out the quite big portion of your <laughs> your allowance uh, if you wanted to go LT route uh, in that place. So. That's where fish oil, again, still have that, that benefit on, uh, on the long form, EPA, DHA, uh, especially.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Indeed, the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And the place where both Finn and Cole have now used to get their own jobs. It is so easy to use that both my sons preferred it over any other site. Hiring can be challenging, which is why you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge you need Indeed. Indeed has streamlined hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates who are three times more likely to apply to your job when invited than candidates who can only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. Plus, with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Instant Match makes it so simple for employers and candidates alike. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you can get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash wholeview. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash wholeview. Just go to indeed.com slash whole view and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash whole view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think it's um, interesting that you say in an ideal world, we would be getting this fish several times a day. I think back to um ancestry a lot I'm a geek Mm -hmm. that way right I think about how we've evolved I think about epigenetics and Mm -hmm. what our ancestors passed down to us based on what their habits were and I for sure know that whatever my ancestors did wherever they lived there was a lot of fish like there Mm -hmm. I just because I feel good when I eat a lot of fish and I will also say for people who menstruate like As a woman who, when I am premenstrual, I crave sushi. And Mm -hmm. I did some research, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago when I realized this was a craving that I was having every time I was premenstrual. And I was like, oh, it's the anti-inflammatory properties of the fish and the sushi wrapper is seaweed, right? It's Mm -hmm. a type of algae. And it's giving me iron. It's giving me anti-inflammatory omega-3s. It's giving me things that my body wants knowing that it's going to be going through a phase that is more difficult. And so it's interesting to me to think about that from like a womanhood perspective, Mm -hmm. but also in some of the research that I was looking at, it's saying that women specifically have a harder time converting ALA, which as you mentioned, is the Shorter chain that we would be getting from plants. So I see a lot of people saying, like, add flax seed, add flax oil, which is often oxidized as well, Mm -hmm. hemp, walnut, different kinds of things, right? Add that to a smoothie or eat more of these things to get more benefit of ALA. The problem is from the research that I was seeing is that oftentimes women's bodies have a harder time converting that ALA to. DHA. So I'm wondering, like, is Mm -hmm. it possible to truly be a modern day person who menstruates, (laughs) whatever that looks like, right? And get enough EPA and DHA without fish or without supplementation? Like, I, it's just interesting to me to think, I wonder if we really can in the modern day and age.
0: I I agree with you. And I think there's a big difference here is what is, how do you survive? And what is optimal because one thing is, yes, we might be able to survive for the minimal amount of uh, omega-3 we're getting from other stuff, but if it's so far from optimal, that's what let's say science and the the new days, we should bring back to the old way of living and thinking back because I'm very similar, I think in mindset like you, I I sincerely believe in those things. And I, we sincerely, like everybody in our companies will still believe in food. Food is where you should get the vast majority of all your nutrients. Food supplements is a supplement to your diet. And then there's things you can optimize because, yeah, it might actually be really hard to get. If you want, you might need it. I don't know if I'm getting the conversions right. but Let's say 100 to 200 grams of salmon a day, which is a fatty fish, to get the amount of omega-3 there is in a serving of pure fish oil. That's quite a lot of salmon. It can both be expensive, but it could also be polluted. And we don't know where it comes from. And is it farmed? How much is it actually fresh? And so on. So... With the modern world, we say you got to vary your diet, basically, when we don't have the data, you got to eat a lot of different things and so on. So the things you do on a daily basis where it's really just that enhancer to the diet, the omega-3, the vitamin D, yes, we could probably get it through. It's actually really hard to get vitamin D enough in the winter for us. And I'm speaking from example, and from a childhood of being deficient without knowing it later on in life, finding out that was probably one of the main reasons I was so I always got sick during the winters. So it was so easy. We, we found that out later on. That's a different story. I'm not going to go too far down, but it's really hard. You got to eat so many egg yolks and mushrooms and plants and so on. It's really, it's hard to get that unless you get real sunlight. Um, so we can optimize and we should use supplements for that, obviously, to, to optimize our health and, and get to the peak performance. And then I think on that note, on optimization, The future evolves way more testing of us as individuals, because as you say, you did your your blood work and so on and found out that you, hey, your dog was saying, you're actually a little low here, it would be optimal for you to get to a high That's what the future should look like. I'm a firm believer in like toilets that will analyze the different vitamin contents and so on, and your blood testing, what is your fatty acid profile look like, the hair testing of contaminants that are building up in your body, like it's data points. We are a very educated species. We're moving forward, but with some of the preventive health, we're still so far back compared to the data points we could apply to at least minimize like exposures. And, And I, again, I want to just touch on one thing, which I think is so interesting when we talk about health and preventative health in general, is that overall, in my opinion, at least in what I've experienced is everybody disagree on what's the perfect route, like in terms of nutrition. It's not like keto, vegan, and paleo, like there's so many different routes and, and they work for for different people. They work for different proper, uh, different parts of your journey and they, they will just work differently, but there's no one size fit all. But every single scientist in food and, you know, health and wellness will say little amount of heavy metals is not that good. A lot of it is really bad. So it's like, we just got to be exposed to it as little as possible. That's kind of it. You've seen over the years how we've actually set down the lower threshold of what is considered toxic for us. We've seen that has gone down like every 10 years it's going down a few points. So there's no route in like a little is not okay, right? Like we should go as close to zero as we can without getting people scared. But let's be aware. Like let's be the consumers that ask questions. Ask about your favorite product that you're consuming on a daily basis. What's the heavy metal contaminant status of your... I'm saying your dark chocolate is that's one of mine that I, I I have a dream that Clean Label Products soon will test all the dark chocolates out there, so at least I know and um, and yeah. So that many- I
1: actually did a dark chocolate show. You should. You did,
0: and I- you actually did on heavy metals as well, which yes. I thought was really interesting. When I heard the first, I was so. This is a real story. I was, I was sitting. Like, in you every- actually
1: listened to the show. <laughs> I,
0: I was sitting in my sauna, <laughs> trying to detox a little bit from sweating and. They're fortunate enough to be able to do that. I was sitting at night and I was listening to that episode and I was like actually a little excited because of your the way that you were talking about like the good properties of the dark chocolate might actually balance out the bad properties and which, or at least outweigh in general, which I say, hooray. So I was a little more comfortable in consuming my dark chocolate at night again. But on, on the other hand, when we did my, the measurements of my hair and, and all the different ways of like looking at we could still see I'm building up cat in my body. So and uh, even though, but might be able to as an overall, it's better to take it and not to take it, like eat dark chocolate, not to eat it. And I still want to go closer to uh, as zero as possible. And as a brand that we we have a a dark chocolate flavored protein powder, and we have been through so many different uh, cacao producers that I think yeah, the third party manufacturer we work with think we're a little Mm -hmm. bit crazy because it's almost impossible consistently source that clean. It is so hard to find something even from the same organic farms that you're getting it from and so on. And again, organic actually doesn't say anything about heavy metals. We got to have that in mind as well. So if we're looking at heavy metals here, organic is not your solution. It works for pesticides for sure. And animal health, there's like go for organic for hooray. But I think from the in heavy metals perspective, I still want to like have clean label project or someone else like doing this kind of same testing so I can feel even more comfortable. As a consumer consuming on a daily basis but yeah no i I enjoyed that episode too and my chocolate intake increased after that episode so yeah
1: it is here beauty counters annual black friday sale is here and their limited edition holiday sets are a great way to give the gift of health but they will sell out fast grab their brand new ewg verified clean eau de perfume set skincare body sets and even great stocking stuffers like lip jellies or my personal favorite the mood ring for your lips the transformer conditioning sheer genius lipstick yes seriously it is a unique color for each person literally transforms as you put it on your with your body temperature and ph So cool and fun. Who doesn't want to have that for the holidays? All of these gift sets make great host rewards or teacher gifts or something for the person you literally cannot figure out what to buy, like your mother-in-law. Imagine gifting her a luxurious body scrub and uh, illuminating body oil set. Like I'm telling you, These gifts are amazing, I give them personally every year because they are made with sustainable fair trade and skin nourishing ingredients. Beauty Counter is raising up beauty. It is a little luxury that makes a positive impact on our health for all of our collective communities through legislative change and giving back as well as for the earth through sustainable manufacturing practices. And when you choose me as your consultant at checkout, I always give back. This year, I will be gifting sets to local shelters and foster group homes so that those teens and adults without a home can feel extra special and give themselves some much needed self-care. And I'm also going to be including in the email confirmation thank you that you received from me an attachment that you can print thank out you. that can go with the gift so that the person understands why it's special a little more about the brand being sustainable and better for you and all of those things. So that way they know that you have gone above and beyond in thinking about them. And you're going to get a great deal with the Black Friday sale. So check it out at beautycounter.com slash Toth. We're getting safer products into the hands of everyone by giving back to people on the planet as a certified B Corp. You can shop there just like any other website. And when shopping at Beauty Counter, choose me, S T A C Y T O T H, so I can send that thank you and donate on your behalf. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. It wouldn't have occurred to me, first of all, I love your protein powder, it is like your omega-3 oil, the only whey protein that I've been able to take that doesn't cause issues for me. And I I don't take it every day because I do think that like someone who has a dairy sensitivity that just doesn't feel like I'm doing best for my body, but to be able to have a solution for sometimes and also for the kids to Mm -hmm. like, I know that if it's less bothersome for me, that it's going to be better for them. So that's great. It, it wouldn't have occurred to me that testing needed to be done on the cacao powder. So I love that you're doing that. And I love also that you said organic doesn't address heavy metals, because I try to explain this to people all the time with the word natural is another one mm-hmm. of those where brands will really lean in on some of these words that consumers have learned mean better for me, like organic or natural. But the problem is that heavy metals are part of the earth. Heavy metals are natural. Heavy metals are organic. Asbestos is natural. Asbestos is organic. I don't want those things in my food. I no. don't want snake venom in my food. I don't want poison ivy in my food. No. I don't want like none of those things. And so it's so frustrating to see brands use these marketing terms in a way that really is manipulative to consumers because. I don't know whether they know or they don't know that these things are problematic or they're just turning a blind eye or whatever it might be. But the example that you gave of like the 60% of people having BPA in their bottle, all the examples of the chocolates that were tested and so many of them were within a certain range of either being problematic or not problematic so that at least we can make better choices. While we're enjoying the antioxidant benefits of our dark mm-hmm. chocolate, choosing a brand that is doing like you're trying to do and source from chocolate, that soil is not rich in heavy metals, not absorbing some of that, whether it's in the air, or whatever it might be. So it, it is so much work. And it's why I think, as you said, the government just has to start doing some regulation because a lot of these brands don't understand or aren't willing to do all this navigating themselves. And might think that they're doing the right thing, but then learn later that at the end testing, their product isn't BPA-free and at that point like, aren't willing to throw away that investment and just put it on the shelf anyway. And if we don't have some sort of regulatory body standardizing what is actually beneficial and healthy and safe for consumers, Brands are going to make decisions that ultimately help their bottom line. And yes, Mm -hmm. if it's performance and a customer comes back and buys it over and over again, that's going to help their bottom line. And so if I were a brand focused mostly on my bottom line, I would be thinking, is the consumer going to be aware that the problem is there or not? Not I want to remove the problem, like I want to eliminate whatever the problem is, but more, are they going to be aware that my product is causing a problem? And that's where we're seeing in the States, probably more so in Europe, a lot of these lawsuits coming out now of people who have been using personal care products or supplements or different kinds of things and finding that they have long-term negative health effects from the contamination and from these kinds of things that have caused cancer or caused these different kinds of things. And it's heartbreaking, and I can only hope that is leading to some sort of change because it's currently in the states we have basically no regulation on supplements. It's a no, nightmare,
0: but it it is it has to i like i've I think we've been way too optimistic in our time frame horizon in the past and said in three years, everybody will be doing this, and that's not happening and um, but it is coming. And consumers are better and we're better equipped also to ask questions. We're better to actually do a little uproar here and there through social media, through some of the platforms that we have access to, ask the questions. And luckily, we are seeing more platforms that are trying to be consumer advocates too, whether it's the EWG, the CleanAble Project, the different platforms that are really doing what they can to provide some transparency and quality assurance for us. But yeah, it's it's going to take some time. But I'm a firm believer we're not done until food supplement is regulated based on the high risk of contamination, contaminants uh, that could be in that certain product is actually something you have to do. That's when we feel we did it. We made some waves. We're trying now to show how you can do it. We've also had issues. We've also had to remove products. We've had to go back and fight with suppliers. We've had to fight with the raw ingredient uh, where we were getting, buying organic products, finding pesticides in our product and so on, and and it's worth the battle, I think, because I think from our perspective, what we also see is when a consumer actually understands that and, and like that, if they really start to enjoy the brand. So from a business perspective, there's a better repeat purchase on a customer who has a good experience and really feel they trust the brand and so on. So even though it might be harder and more expensive out the gate, I believe in the long-term route of it. So so that's really pure. stands for pure origin. Like we are here to provide that, safety or like the trust that it requires. And we want to push as many people in that direction as we can and all brands do the same. So we're excited when we see all the supplement brands out there doing it. Like so we can benchmark up against each other. Yeah. That's that's what it should be all about.
1: Absolutely. And I think with those changes, it can also make it more accessible for more people. Cause I think what's difficult Except- about high quality supplements is they're just not accessible for everybody. And if we had, for example, a standard of heavy metal limitation on anchovies and sardines and canned tuna at mm-hmm. the market, people could be getting their omega-3 from more affordable sources naturally.
0: And and to, if I may make, make a point to that is, I think what is really interesting, it is not always the most expensive that is the purest. Mm. That's back to the data point. So... Sometimes I really want to like debunk myth a little bit if it's possible, right? But like I also feel like now we're talking ingredients and we're buying our ingredients in Europe and the U.S. basically. But let's say that India or China or any other that sometimes get a really bad rep for like purity. What if they're actually more pure? Because based on data, we should find the areas around the world where it's purest. So we don't say, yeah. Oh everything that comes from there that's really polluted, and so on. there's definitely a reason why we're thinking that way, but again, it's like it's not very scientific. So if we could do something that would really make other areas thrive, hopefully and and we would be able to use the earth resources a little bit better so yeah,
1: I love that. I want to run through the list of ongoing research as of january twenty twenty three why fish oil is so beneficial, but as of this year, there are ongoing investigations looking at the significance of omega-3 fatty acids and their promising role, this is a quote quotation from um, National Institutes of Health and different kinds of places looking at the promising role in the treatment of conditions and ailments in the long list. So get ready. cardiovascular disease, hypertriglyceride, Demia is what they call it, but really that means cholesterol issues. Type 2 diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, depression, visual and neurological, as well as brain development, maternal health, child health, conditions benefiting prebiotics, heart failure, intervertebral disc degeneration, which that's going to be bone loss and spine attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which you heard me mention, maternal depression, menopausal and night sweats specifically, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, periodontal disease, epilepsy, diabetic side effects, and the efficacy and tolerability of side effects from chemotherapy as well as PMS and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So as a reminder, That list was all of the research that is currently being studied that shows significance in omega-3s as being promising in the treatment of those things. And what I will say is that unlike other medical prescriptions and things that might come from some of, uh, if you're taking a quality supplement and not getting fish oil burps, not going to have those negative side effects. The way that some of the other medication would to reduce inflammation, like for example, an N said having potential negative effects on gut health or something like that. So, I want to remind you that all of this is we do the best that we can with the knowledge that we have at the time. It's not intended to remind us that we've made a choice in the past that now we have shame or guilt about or. Like, oh, gosh, I took a brand of fish oil for years that gave me fish oil burps. What damage did I do to my body? Like, none of that, right? We're learning together because I'm in the same boat and doing the best that we can with the information that we have and then going forward and doing better. So I hope that you feel more educated from diving into some of this stuff. Oliver, I know that you want to encourage our listeners to try Puree and hook them up with a deal. Because the best products aren't always the cheapest products, but we want people to be able to try your product as as many as can. And I was on your site yesterday, actually, and I saw that currently you're donating a portion of your profits towards the Clean Label Project as well, which I love to see this November. Was there a link or a code or something listeners can do if they want to try any of Puree's products?
0: Yeah, so definitely use the whole view code that you have that will work uh, all, all across. Also doing Black Friday, Cyber Monday and so on. And like the whole idea from like coming back to that campaign that we've done, we've actually, every year we try to say, okay, let's use some of the proceeds to donate something that makes sense around what we're trying to do, uh, whether it's cleaning up soil or cleanable Project, uh, able to do maybe a chocolate study one day or something similar, yeah. but just basically getting. There's still a discount, so you can try it, but without going into the crazy scene itself that we want to like see if we can also do a little good in the same time. Because we do see a lot of people coming on board in this next November. is a big month in, in in DTC businesses in general. Then we normally see like Decembers are, are quiet, we get into Christmas mode. And then January, we get people coming back in to to look more at their health and so on. But yeah, so definitely go use uh, Puri.com. And uh, it's yeah, it's p u o r i dot com, and it's a contraction of pure origin. So it's basically saying it gotta start with pure origin. All the different ingredients we're using, so it's a little bit of a reminder of that. And then it's uh, it's slash whole view. So that's it. And you can use whole view. You can go to the site. You can just use whole view at checkout, and that will give you. A, a decent discount and give you hopefully an opportunity to try the products. And let us know, like sincerely, let us know what you like, what you don't like. We get some of the best feedback and also product uh, ideas from our consumers. We actually have made this into now an ongoing thing. So we ask, we have like a, a customer survey we, we send out to our audience, to our email database every quarter-ish, and we get so much good, in, interest, interesting knowledge. And we let them also vote products up and say, it's a product we're going to focus on next, and then we look at it. Can we make this product pure and with high-quality active ingredients? It's a way for us to be different. Then try to see if we can make it. So interesting things are coming that way, and we're learning so much from our users as well that are growing. And again, we're a Danish brand, we're European-based. That's where we started. Really, We're really trying to get this yeah, purity push, transparency push in and build a long-lasting setup here in the U.S. as well, and hopefully Yeah, help a lot of people with things that they're using on a daily basis again and again and feel uh, comfortable and safe about it. Like I use myself as an example in my family. I've been consuming fish oil now for, since I started probably before we had our own product, but I've been consuming it since 2009, Eh, eh, our own product. If we had high amounts of something in our product, I would be damn polluted myself because we're talking on a daily basis. I've been able to uh, work with my blood and adjusted my dosage. I've had really high doses. I've had, you know, more maintenance doses, but I've consistently been taking it for a very long time. So that's why we do it. We want people to feel comfortable with the things that they consistently consume. So
1: I appreciate that about the brand. I know you also do collagen, which is something listeners are constantly asking for a good source of. So listeners, definitely check them out at P U O R I dot com slash whole view. And Just to confirm, there. I think normally the site-wide code is 20% off, but in November, it's 25% off on your site. So listeners, you're not going to get like a worse deal using the code if you're partaking in some of the (laughs) November sales benefits. I just want to thank you so much for being here. We always appreciate your willingness to be open to growth and through your own personal change because no one is perfect, but in listening, learning, and unlearning, we can choose to become better versions of ourselves for ourselves. Thanks for listening.